Let's freaking go. It's the Wednesday night live stream for all our East Coasters. The 6 p.m. start time. Absolutely love it. We're going for an hour tonight. tonight. And we are talking about Deshaun Womack and potentially some other young players that could get some run versus Ole Miss. Now, I have fielded a bunch of phone calls today from people that I trust with very good information. But honestly, more often than not, I just trust my own two eyes, as do you guys. I always tell you to think for yourself. And it's pretty clear that Deshaun Womack gives you a little something extra as a pass rusher. And I would like to see him play more. Now, we have not really seen him defend the run just yet. And I think, obviously, when Brian Kelly said earlier this week that they're slowly moving him along and he's learning the process, I totally get it. But at this point, we need to play all our best players. I am not patient anymore with young players. Uh, let's see what they could do. Let's see what they could do. And he's one of the elite guys that LSU brought in that's really not been unleashed just yet outside of Jamie and Tobiano. I think all the other elite guys have gotten their opportunity to play. And going into this year, I had about seven guys that had year one ish kind of grades. Normally it's around four to five. I feel super confident about, and there's, three or four fringe guys. Deshaun Womack was a guy that I had at, with a pretty solid year one grade that I think could help LSU out. And look, we need help when it comes to defending the pass and good pass rushing obviously helps with that. So he brings a lot of energy. He has given you a lot of good plays on special teams up to this point. I think he is doing the right things um, at defensive end and the few snaps that we have seen him. And now we just need to play him more. Um, I think in passing downs, I want to see him more often than not on the field, unless Braden Swinson and Harold Perkins are the edge guys and they are absolutely killing it. Um, so yes, at this point, I love me some Deshaun Womack, but I think the guy that has shocked me the most has been Braden Swinson. Braden Swinson has played really well for LSU. He gave LSU a lot of good pass rush. Um, when he's played, I feel like he has been the best Jack. I think Ovia Gufu has been very banged up. And for me, you look at Braden Swinson last year for Oregon, his tape was just okay. He looks like a different player. And there is a reason why Jamar Kane went after him. He felt last year that he wasn't being used correctly. The ironic thing is Swinson's kind of sort of being used how he was used at Oregon. So I think for me, Braden Swinson would be someone that could keep Deshaun Womack off the field because they do play very similar roles. But I think at this point, you need to play both of them. You really, really, really need to do uh, need to. And I wouldn't be opposed to him, Perk, and um, Womack being on the field at the same time. Why not get as much beat on the field as you possibly can on clear passing situations? Okay, we say hi to a lot of very smart people, Cliff. Uh, let's go, Gorilla. Good to see you, Jared. Good to see you. He says, let Womack play on obvious passing downs, pin his ear backs, and get after Jackson 
dart. Okay, so we then get to this next point. All right, you see the title of the video, Perkins QB Spy on Daniels. And I had a few of you message me, hey, what are you talking about? Harold Perkins plays on our team. Well, the guy you need to watch out for, for Ole Miss, his name is also Harold Perkins. Well, it's not Harold Perkins. It's Summerine Perkins, the Ole Miss Jack Edge defender who played as a QB spy for Ole Miss this past weekend versus Jalen Milrow. Okay, so it is very interesting watching him play just like Harold Perkins. They wear the same jersey number. They're both younger players, and he can really get after it. He gave Jalen Milrow a lot of issues. So I think in this game, Ole Miss is going to make Jaden Daniels beat them through the air. Now, the funny thing about it was Ole Miss's defense going up against LSU's offense was not a good matchup for them. They played a lot of this three-safety look, and with uh, Will Campbell and obviously Mason Taylor leading the way, we dominated them in the trenches with some excellent, excellent run blocking. Um, a lot of zone read where we're putting a lot of pressure on their edges, and we're just collapsing them and just running right at them. So for me, I would like to see more of that. I don't think, obviously, Ole Miss is going to run a lot of those looks. It's a brand-new defense now that they have Alabama defensive coordinator um, in to run what he wants to run. And look, I felt like last year this is – a situation where Jaden Daniels was successful against Alabama when Pete Golding was there and against Ole Miss uh, when I think Partridge uh, or whatever his name was, was there. So I feel really confident about Jaden Daniels, even though they are going to QB spy him, uh, like pretty much every team is going to do. I do feel, though, Perkins is a little bit better of – a spy than anything Arkansas had last week. And, of course, we're going to be in a more hostile environment. So when things get more hostile, do you lose yourself? Do you begin to start throwing um, in, into tighter coverage? Do you begin to start turning the football over? Do you, in Jaden's stance, do you just tuck and run without actually running the offense? And obviously, that's been – the biggest thing that Jaden has done up to this point in the season is he is stuck within the framework of the offense quite a bit. And you've seen LSU's efficiency go up at this point. The number one stat I look for when it comes to college football playoff winning teams. Okay. Not only getting to the playoffs and winning, but winning the playoffs. I look at that offensive yard per play number. It is a very simple stat. It's not fancy like EPA per play or success rate or anything like that. How many yards do you average per play? And right now, going into this game this weekend, you're getting the two best offenses in all of college football. I say in all of college football. In the SEC when it comes to yards per play. Okay. Now, obviously, some of that is inflated because we did play Grambling, but up to this point, it is still pretty impressive how good LSU's offense has been. And 
big, huge reason why is because of Malik Neighbors playing at an unfreaking believably high level. Okay, so you take a look at this total offense once again, yards per play. That number matters so much to me. It should matter to you. Normally, college football playoff teams average 6.2 yards per play. LSU right now is averaging 7.57 yards per play. That is an absolutely ridiculously high number. There will be some regression uh, in that statistic probably after this weekend. I doubt we do uh, over 7.57 versus Ole Miss, but if we do, we're probably winning this game. And even when you adjust it, just two power five games, it still stays at 7.57, but I don't think they're charting, as you can see, they're not charting, you know, grambling plays, but still it makes it even more impressive. 7.57 yards per play over a yard, around a yard and a half over where you need to be. Okay. So there you go. Hey, why would you need to watch a replay of last week's game when you're right here, Squidward. I love that profile photo. Ah, ah, ah. So whether, uh, wherever you are listening to this, if you're listening to this on podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, give it a five-star review. If you're listening on Facebook, please hit the share button and post it in all your fancy schmancy LSU Facebook groups. And of course, subscribe, ring the bell. We are so close to 10,000 subscribers. Could you believe that? You, you. 10,000 subscribers. Absolutely love that. Now, I do want to touch on a few other SEC stories um, because this one is pretty big. It's not regarding our game at all, but there was news that Connor Wigman is out for the season, and Max Johnson is the guy at Texas A&M for the rest of the season. All right, It is down to him. It is all on his shoulders. Now, he himself has had injury history, but once again, another Texas a quarterback is hurt. They do get hurt very often, and it's in large part due to a not-so-great offensive line. So it's very interesting to see that Texas a is in a spot where they look like they had a really good quarterback going, and now Connor Wigman is out, um, got hit low, hurt his foot, and he's out. So for me, this further proves that you're only as good as your backup quarterback, okay? I think Max Johnson's going to play fine. He is a year four guy. He put up some really good plays versus Auburn this past weekend. We did a full video on Power Hour SEC today breaking down what the Max Johnson situation is going to look like for AM. They do play Arkansas this weekend. You do want Arkansas to win that game, okay? What you want as an LSU fan is the teams that you beat, you want them to keep winning. You just do. It always makes you look better. And at the same time, it also helps you in your own division race, right? If Arkansas beats Texas A&M, guess what? You have the tiebreaker for Arkansas, and that gives Texas A&M another loss. So um, their first conference loss. So that goes a long way, right? So obviously cheering for A&M this weekend. 
or excuse me, cheering for Arkansas this weekend over Texas A&M. Now, um, we do have a live stream tomorrow. Uh, it, it's going to be a, a crazy next 48 hours. We should have a guest lined up tomorrow, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, now, I, I want to chat a little bit more about our film study from earlier today. So, at, uh, at 4 p.m., we dropped a film study. We do a preview film study. We drop it every Wednesday. We're going to keep dropping it 4 p.m. every Wednesday. If it's not at 4, it'll be at 5. Sometimes I want to cut a few extra clips. Still, every Wednesday, check it out. And uh, it's not like the film study that we do after the game where we're just breaking down plays from that game. I dig deep. I take a look at the film from when we played Ole Miss last year. And I incorporate that with how Ole Miss played versus Alabama. And what was shocking to me is how many plays worked against Alabama's defense that also worked against us. Now, it's not shocking in that um, that teams run the same plays uh, from team to team. But there is a lot that you can learn from from watching that Alabama film where Alabama, quite honestly, just took care of business. Now. I'll tell you this, Ole Miss was able to move the football some. Alabama's defense was really good in the red zone in that game. Um, you know, Ole Miss did miss a field goal. But overall, where Alabama won the game was that they just had better dudes on defense than Ole Miss did had on offense. They made plays in the trenches. They were aggressive on the outside. Um you know, kind of like what we did early in the game versus uh, Ole Miss last year. We played off of them, and they were able to just kind of pick us off um, with uh, with not necessarily screens, but routes uh, stacked on top of each other that make it really difficult. A lot of misdirection. It's tough to stop Ole Miss, but if you get in their grill and you get them off kilter, I will tell you this. Jackson Dart is the most solid quarterback I've ever seen. And what I mean by that is he's just solid. I don't think he is great in any one category. He's not, to me, a, a great runner. He's not, to me, a, a like a super powerful runner like uh, a K.J. Jefferson. He doesn't have an absolutely amazing arm. He doesn't have the absolute best deep ball. He, he, he doesn't sometimes have the absolute best accuracy or decision-making, but he's good in everything, right? I truly do believe LSU's got the better quarterback, like we said yesterday, and I do think this offense of Lane Kiffin's is beatable, is an offense that we can actually stop and hold them to under 30 points. That may not seem like it, but – this does give LSU the opportunity to get the train wheels back on the track, um, uh, uh, so to speak. So there you go. Let's go to Jared. Oh, man, I'm just going to let this comment sit. Huh? 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 Wouldn't it be great if Walker Howard starts Saturday? That would be pretty wild, if you ask me. Huh? 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 Um, 
I think it will be the Jackson Dart show. I don't know if they go to Spencer Sanders. I think they like what they have in Dart. Dart is a little bit better of a runner. And I just think Spencer Sanders made the worst decision going to a room with a quarterback as good as Jackson Dart, right? Um, but the only one year of eligibility left, okay? Mississippi State is a mess, right? I don't know exactly what happened there, but it is very, very, very strange. Now, once again, it's going to be really hard because uh, we're already into this a little bit. But if we do get to a hundo in Super Chats, I'm giving out my very last Andrew Whitworth card to somebody in the chat. Team captain, um, I do like the fact that our offensive tackles are good. So, you know, normally I say, well, it, it would be nice if Andrew Whitworth still had another year of eligibility. Um, but, yeah, I think at this point uh, I, I wanted to get into the, the LSU offensive line for a little bit. I think at this point we've got the five that are going to play the rest of the season. I don't think it's going to change at all. I think there are only six players you're going to see on the LSU offensive line the rest of the way, potentially seven. Okay. Um, Mason Lunsford just has not worked out uh, for whatever reason. And you take a look at the LSU offensive line. I do think it was interesting when Will Campbell was out of the game versus Mississippi State. They decided to go Lance Hurd to right tackle and Emory Jones to left tackle. And the guards and center stayed the same. So it's very interesting. Uh, that lets you know that at this point, Lance Hurd is probably the backup to all the offensive linemen outside of the center. Obviously, if something were to happen to Charles Turner, Marlon Martinez would be the guy. Um, but if someone were to go out, I do think it's automatically going to be Lance Hurd into the game, and they're just going to move Emory Jones to whichever position is left. And obviously, if Emory Jones were to go out, I think it would be Lance Hurd who would just come in for him. So I think at this point, I don't think Lance Hurd is going to play really at all the rest of the way. I don't think he's going to get redshirted, though. I think he's played enough on special teams that it's he's already had four games. So, and that's not really. I don't think his plan was to redshirt anyway. So, yeah. Exotic pig, you are the man. Let's go to Danny Girl here. Alabama's defense is far superior to ours. I'll just swallow, but it is. Um, I think, honestly, at this point, it's all three levels. They're, they're superior to us. Um, I It's hard for me to argue any of them. You know, is our defensive front as talented as their defensive front? Yes. But they're, they're better than us on all three phases. And the play calling and coaching is better. That doesn't mean that can change. 
And that doesn't mean that that guarantees victory. It doesn't mean that that guarantees Ole Miss is, is, is going to put up a ton of points on us. But at this point, LSU has really only stopped one team. And that is a Mississippi State team that is very shaky. Okay, so let's be real. Are we going to see the LSU defense step up again? I did like the fact that Whit Weeks got himself a little NIL deal from a boot company today. Him and Jay Bramblett, that's pretty cool. Congrats to them. So, there you go. Brian says Deshaun Womack physically reminds me a lot of, of Colin Simmons. I like that. You're comparing him to a guy that's not even played it down yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Colin Simmons is a real deal. Um, but Sam Montgomery is actually a pretty good cop. Who, who in here remembers Sam Montgomery? I want you to be honest. Type Y for yes, type in for no. You immediately know who Sam Montgomery is. Player X, good to see you. He just won a Joe Burrow and a Shaq card. That has just been sent out to him. Okay. Sonic Sam. I remember how much he loved Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Now, 90 of you here, that's absolutely wonderful on a Wednesday. Please like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. I want to have 500 people in every one of my live streams. Let's freaking go. Let's go. Let's go. You got to start somewhere. Been doing this a few years. Let's go. Um, You know, I, I truly do believe this. Okay. If you guys don't mind, um, and feel free, we'll go to any LSU football related topic. I want to make this point. I'm going to keep making this point over and over and over again. You are currently in the middle. Whoever you are right now, I don't care who you are, pointing at you for listening to this on the way to work, whatever. You're in the middle of the best college football season ever. It's happening right now. Okay. I know 2007 is the best college football season ever. It also helps that we won it. But it had chaos. It had a two-loss national champion. I don't think we'll necessarily get a two-loss national champion this year. Um, but I, I think we're in the middle of something truly special. I think there are so many different storylines to love this year in college football. The quarterbacks are absolutely amazing. Now, ironically, the quarterback play in the SEC has gone down, but nationally, the quarterback play is amazing. Got Deion Sanders. That story is incredible. You might be tired of hearing about it, but it's incredible. It's new. It's something we've never seen before. And this is the last year that you get the 14 playoff. Enjoy it. The sport will feel a lot different. Now, if I were to say one thing, all right, and it's okay for me to say one thing from an older man perspective, okay? Put my hat on forward to make myself look older, okay? At first, the data did not show this. But I did see the Freemu Index, okay? It's an analytic account. They actually crunched the numbers, and to his data— so far, the college football season has seen two 
fewer possessions per game. Okay. I could pull up the actual chart. Anytime I show a chart, though, it shows a bunch of fancy uh, um, numbers. Let me pull up the actual chart if you want to see it. But take my word for it. The college football season has shrunk. Okay? Now, does that mean that the games have gotten shorter? No, it hadn't. You're still getting the same, if not more, amount of commercials. Okay? So as you can see, Possession per game and the new clock rules through week four, the average amount of possessions per game is 24.6 from 2007 to 2022, 26.3. Okay. And the median has gone down two possessions per game. Okay. So say what you want. The data is right there. It was never about the games being shorter. It was never about the games being shorter. Okay? It was about putting in more commercials. I truly do believe it. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled. And look, I'd be the first to tell you this as a content creator because like college football and the networks, they are putting out content for you to watch. Okay? Kind of like me. When you get content for free, you don't complain too much, right? All you need is a Wi-Fi connection to watch my show, right? Now, we do have Patreon and all that stuff. Now, the thing is, these are not for free, right? You're, you're paying, uh, you know, your TV bill subscription or whatever every month, right? And you're, you're losing quite a bit of football, Two possessions per game is a lot, is a lot. And I understand that you can make the argument, well, it it does make the game safer. And two possessions do add up quite a bit. But I'm telling you right now, you better start calibrating statistical uh, analysis into that. Okay? Now. Before I get back into the LSU stuff, I do want you to take a look at the only freaking positive, all right? The only one from all of this, okay? This confirms that nobody's ever catching Joe Burrow's numbers. Nobody. No, oh, oh, body. Two fewer possessions per game. You think you're going to get Joe Burrow's numbers? Good freaking luck. William, thank you so much. Our first super chatter. We're still trying to figure out if we're going to go to the Auburn game. William's going. That makes me want to go. I knew for sure we were doing Arkansas. We did the PHO meetup. Had someone flew in from Minnesota. Shout out to RSX, my guy. He was on the post game show with us this weekend. That was so cool. 
But this that's a good and bad about this college football season. Last season of the 14 playoff, Deion Sanders, all these great stories, but you're getting less. And it's still taking up the same amount of time. Now, do I mind commercials? I really don't. I don't mind commercials at all. I don't. You got to pay for the product, and that's how it's paid for. I don't mind it, okay? I have commercials in my live streams. I just do, all right? I just do, and you're about to you know, kind of take one in here in a second. They are critical for my survival. So whenever you're watching an independent creator like myself, I never had like a thousand like things or anything like that, but it pays, it, it, it pays for what you're watching for. Okay. So I am bummed though about the the length of the games haven't necessarily gone down. They haven't. Jordan, good to see you back again. William, you get to pick the next topic. And then Adam, where will Jaden Daniels rank amongst the LSU GOATs at quarterback by the end of this season? I'll answer that right after this. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to louisianacontrols.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. Jaden does have a good shot at putting himself in the top five quarterbacks ever played LSU. He's got a really good shot, right? Now, who's in that top five? Well, definitely modern era. The top three is Flynn, J. Russ, Burrow, and then fourth would probably be Met. Um, and so where does Jaden fit in all of that? I'll tell you this. If we go to the playoff with, with Jaden this year, it's going to be hard to not put him number two uh, behind Burrow. It's going to be really, really, really hard. Um, you know, for me, I would I would put Burrow one – um, J. Russ to Flynn third. Uh, it is kind of weird though with Flynn and J. Russ. I wish they, I wish they were kind of spread out a little bit different because they were. We only got one year of, of Flynn, so that obviously w- would probably change some things if we had another year of Flynn. Um, and then obviously, you know, you get into Tommy Hodson, Burt Jones uh, category, right? Those are probably the guys from yesteryear that you would put. In uh, in 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 this region of all time greats, okay. So yeah, I mean, Jane is up there. I mean, he, he's he's moving himself up there, and he's he's got himself a shot to to be him to to be up there with the goats. And his numbers are going up. And I want to shout out my buddy Blake Rafino, really good stat. RG three is going to be on the call, I believe, for Ole Miss LSU, and Jaden has a good shot of beating. RG3's record. Okay. Now, here's a few more. Rohan Davy and YA Tittle. 
So, yeah, you know, I, I guess the more you think about it, and I actually keep a Rohan card near me uh, at all times. My Look at it. It's right here. This card has never been opened. Rohan Davy card right here. So, yeah, I guess a, a, a slip of the mind right there. Rohan Davy might be number two. Fine Burrow of the modern era guys. More modern era guys. Uh, and then why Tittle is so far back. So, yeah, I guess if we're making an all-time, all-time list, it's Burrow 1, Y Tittle 2. But we have all offseason to do the woulda, coulda, shoulda. Let's go to Joseph. You think we need more stunts and twists with the D-line to help with pressure. So here's what's great about you, Joseph. Number one, I always love the selfie game in a good fit before going out. I don't know. I don't know where you're going out though. You gotta let me know where y'all went out this night with the shades. You got the Dion shades going on. Um, I think they should do more of that. And we did a film study earlier today on that very topic. So I'll answer it now. Yes, I do think so. Uh, but if you want to see the film breakdown of it on how Alabama did it and how we did it last year, you can see it. The iconic Harold Perkins pose of him staring down uh, at Jackson Dart is from that game. Let's go to Carson. Thank you for the super chat, man. Have you already addressed Ole Miss honoring their 2003 team Saturday? Okay. So LSU football, you know, tweeted something out about this earlier. Not necessarily about that, but, you know, this is a big year for us because it is the 20-year anniversary of LSU winning their first national championship under Saban. So obviously that's a big freaking deal. You know, that's like one of the iconic teams. Uh, you know, Marcus Spears is one of the – the biggest names in in in, in football now, uh, and I think he'll, he'll he'll be calling Monday Night Football or something like that in his future. He's a really good broadcaster. Obviously, you know, that team was loaded, and that's part of the reason why we're doing the Andrew Whitworth giveaway tonight. If we get to a hundred a hundo, um, I'll say this, Carson: I don't care what any home team decides to do. All right, we obviously won that game, and. Um, in, in 03. And when I actually talked to Eli Manning about that when I met him earlier this year, uh, how badly, you know, they, they wanted that game, right? So, yeah, you know, we didn't win the SEC West and, and the SEC and all that stuff. Uh, I don't mind it. Some of this Carson is also kind of interesting. So, in the last 10 years, Ole Miss has only beaten us three times, so we're seven and three. All three of the losses came in Oxford, though. What is very interesting is one of those was obviously 2021, and we lost that game the day that they retired Eli Manning's number, if you remember. So number 10 was retired. They did a whole ceremony. They even painted the end zones Manning. So – Maybe it, it's it, they said, look, it worked last time to get them a big win over LSU. Let's see if it works again. So I don't care who they're honoring. Um, the truth is, I find it hilarious that 
as good as that Ole Miss team was with Eli, we were better. We were better. Hey, Danny Etling was was a really good quarterback. I tweeted out a Danny Etling clip earlier this this year, and DJ Chark commented about it on the gram. Presh, thank you so much. Good to see you. All right. Well, if we get to a hundo, the card is going to potentially Steven. Steven is 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 pretty high up on the list there. If he is a West Monroe. Um, I'm not going to say the team name because they're playing them this week. Shout out to all the West Monroe graduates. Mingo, Blackwell, lots of beasts, man. Nah, Skipper, they're not going to call it. They, they've honestly let taunting and, and celebrations go a lot more this year than normal. Uh, what was it? You know, Deshaun Womack, we've been talking about him a lot tonight. Um, they, they asked one of the players this week, I don't remember who, that Womack said if he got a sack, he was going to do a Baltimore dance. Like uh, It's come called like a Baltimore shuffle or something like that. And he did it, and it was great. It had me fired up. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, so there you go. Now, next thing I, there's been a lot of debate over Harold Perkins. That's what we did the whole film study earlier today. He's put together, uh, the Arkansas game for me was tough and I, I think this is true, okay? So much of what you do on defense, okay, comes down to what the offense thinks you're going to do, okay? NFL defenses are so fast, and the coverages change so quickly that you really have to stay on top of things, okay? In college, you can get away with more if you just have better dudes. You just you just can. Now, we have very good dudes. We're just not executing right now. The issue for me is Arkansas went into the game with a very good game plan. They said, look, we know where you're lining Harold Perkins up now. You don't want to play him as a box linebacker. Right now, you're playing him at something called the Sam which in theory actually is just the nickel, okay? So if I as a play caller know that you are going to play the nickel, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to spread you out. And if I spread you out, guess what? Harold Perkins has to go out into the space. And guess what? I as a defensive coordinator don't want Harold Perkins to be out into that space. So then me as an offensive coordinator can deduct two things. Number one, he's likely going to blitz. And number two, they're likely going to roll uh, a safety over the top, especially for him. Uh, 
and and that safety is going to keep a close eye on whichever person Harold Perkins is guarding. So Dan Enos, who has is, is not an elite offensive coordinator, he's been around a bunch though. He knew to do two things, and they did it really well. They ran away from him, okay? Because if you're blitzing off the edge and you run away from it, guess what happens? You're out of the play. So you could break off a long run, and that's one less person who can make the tackle from the backside. And something else you can do is if you know he's going to blitz, you can throw in the direction of it, okay? And if a guy's blitzing, that's one less guy to guard a potential quick screen to the outside. And Arkansas did both of those things. That's why we did the film study earlier today. Now, what can you do to remedy that? Well, you can't have Harold Perkins playing that role. You just can't. I, I don't think the Sam is 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 what he needs to be doing. What I would do, okay, is just play him as the Jack. So if that means taking Swinson or a Gufu off, play him as the Jack. Or what you can do is not play him on every down. And I understand that you say, well, we want Harold Perkins out there on every down. Okay. But my retort to that would be, do you, you really want him out there on every down? Because now teams know what we like to do with them. We're not using him. Well, it's clear that our defense is not comfortable in how we're playing right now. So maybe why don't we go back to the basics, use them how we used him last year and use them sparingly. It's not, something you absolutely need to do to play him on every down. Okay. You just don't absolutely need to do it. Okay. Um, because right now I, I it's just, it's, it's, it's not good. None of what we're doing is any good. And Perk himself is not just playing bad, but it's, it's clear that we're just not comfortable. We are not comfortable. Side to Dante, player X. Good to see both of you. Um, two, two of our patrons. Let's see here. Towers of America in San Antonio. Speaking of San Antonio, uh, Ole Miss's best receiver is a guy named Zakari Franklin. He is a UTSA from Texas, San Antonio. He just got healthy this past week. So there you go. Now, hmm. let's see here. So, what you're going to do with all that junk? All that junk upside that trunk. But I also think this. An elite player is tough to keep down for an extended period of time. I think some regression to the positive is going to happen for Harold Perkins. I do. And this could be the game. This could be the game. Now, 
so far, special teams has been really good. I will say this, okay? This is a deep cut. We actually, I believe, only forced Arkansas to punt once, as sad as that sounds. But I will tell you that Ole Miss's punt coverage units have not been good this season. They've not. They have not been good. Okay. Let's see here. So could we see a Gregory Clayton moment? Go to Jackson. On paper, we had the better QB, the better coach, and better on both lines. And it feels like we should win and cover. Okay. I um I'll tell you this. I do feel the sharp money is going to come in on Ole Miss. I really do think so. I think, and there are there there are a few prognosticators that I trust that like Ole Miss. Now it's close, but they, they're betting Ole Miss because you're getting two and a half points at home. Okay, um, you know. One guy that I really trust for predictions says, look, they believe that the LSU performance on the road versus Mississippi State had more to do with Mississippi State than anything else. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the pros and cons of, of this game. If LSU wins, obviously that is absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. But let me ask you this. Do you prefer to beat LSU? I'd say LSU. Do you prefer to beat Ole Miss or do you prefer to beat Missouri? Okay. Now, type O for Ole Miss. Type M for Missouri. Okay. That probably wasn't the best because Ole Miss is Mississippi, Mississippi, but still, type O for Ole Miss, type M for Missouri. Who would you prefer to beat? Now, don't give me any Bs for both because winning both are going to be hard. If you're a PHL lover and knower, you know this stat that we have shared and uncovered, and a lot of you have used it, and that's perfectly fine. You definitely want to avoid back-to-back road games. There are only two teams in the SEC who do not have to play back-to-back road games this year. It's Ole Miss and Texas A&M, okay? So we got a back-to-back here. 
we did not have to play a back-to-back road game last year at all, except one time, and it wasn't scheduled. We had to play Texas A&M, and, and then we had to go on the road and play Georgia in the SEC uh, championship game. And you saw we we did not play well in either. Okay, going back to back on the road is tough. There's only been two teams since 2019 to win both of them, excluding 2020. It's 2019 LSU, 2022 Georgia. Those are two of the best teams of all time. Okay. It's hard. It's really, really, really hard to win both of them. Now, once again, the question is, who would you rather win? And I see a few of y'all cheating, but in both. Okay. Going to be hard. Now, Steven says, I'd rather beat Ole Miss because it's a West team. And he's right. So, strategically, if you were to lose either one of them, you want to lose to Missouri. Okay. It's a lot like the Tennessee thing last year. Okay. We lost to Tennessee. They're on the opposite side of the spectrum. And guess what? No big deal. We're still able to take care of business in the rest of the SEC. In fact, we were able to still lose to Texas A&M, and we were in. We're in comfortably. So you would prefer to lose to Missouri. Now, the issue with losing to Missouri over Ole Miss is – you would be a two-loss team with one of those losses being Missouri. And I think a lot of us know that Missouri is going to regress. They're not going to be what we think they are. Okay? So, to go along with what Michael B. has to say, Missouri loss would look a lot worse. Now, Precious says winning both won't be hard for this team. I think both these games are going to be really close, man. I really, really, really do think so. And I wish I could say the opposite, man. I wish I could say the opposite. The the, I mean, do you really think that the defense is going to play well enough for two games in a row? against two pretty good offenses. Like the funny thing about it is Missouri's got the 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 better receivers than than Ole Miss does. And Missouri had their best receiver going the portal went to Georgia. Mark says we're not losing either of them. We got this. I hope you're right, man. I really do. It's going to be hard, man. It's doable. I think LSU can be unbeaten uh, before the Alabama game in the SEC. It's going to be hard, man. It's 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 going to be really hard. You know, 
you guys come here for me to tell you the um, the truth. I I do like LSU on the road versus Ole Miss. Um, I I'm very I'm I think it I think it's going to be chippy. I think it's going to be tough. I'm very worried, sick about the Missouri game. Sick. Um, I did a video on that game six months ago. It is, it's tough. It's going to be really, really, really tough. I obviously we have the guns to to just blow them out, but but I'm telling you, in order to win back to back games on the road, you've got to have a team. I mean, you have got to have a special team, and this team is very talented. They're definitely good enough to do it. This isn't neither one of these teams are top fifteen recruiters, so yeah, it's it's definitely doable that we win both of them. It is. But here's the thing: to go along with the pressure says, if Jaden keeps cooking and Malik and BTJ keep cooking and those guys are healthy, it might not matter. If you if you, if you have an all time great offense, it might not matter. Okay, so I got about uh, 10 more minutes left to go. I like to keep this uh, a little bit shorter on Wednesdays. So rapid fire, if you do Super Chat, we'll go a little bit longer. Um, Steven, I don't think we quite got to the hundo here, but we can do one of two things. Steven, if you join the Patreon right now, I'll send you the Andrew Whitworth card and a Joe Burrow card. If not, we'll just give this Whitworth card out tomorrow okay once again ask danny girl william anyone in the patreon you get access to the discord you get access to a one-on-one with me uh you, you get all kinds of access uh that obviously not everyone here on youtube gets so it goes a long way it goes a long long way what's up cody welcome Get rid of the vape. How about this? No, sir. <laughs> uh, this isn't a vape. This is a pen. But I will tell you this. The most brilliant offensive mind on the planet right now vapes on the sideline. So maybe my football knowledge goes up if I get a watermelon cotton candy rainbow vape. I mean, there's so many different flavors of it. It's like weird. Like it's like you walk into a vape shop. You're like, wait, am I, am I here to smoke or is this bed, bath and beyond? I mean, it's just, it's so crazy. Well, how do you even do it? I don't know. This has been a really fun show. Really, really, really fun show. What's up, Dexter? I hope they put Perkins on the edge on every down and put Sage Ryan at the nickel because a lot of teams going to see if Perkins is out in coverage. Yeah, yeah. There you go. 
Now, I got something good for you. Okay? And it's very good. It's so good. So, so, so good. It's better than Kell's orange soda. I do, I do, I do. Oh. I do, I do, I do. Oh. Kel, do you love orange soda? I do, I do, I do. Oh. That's how good this film study is. Better than orange soda. It's going to make you say, God, dog, Carter got me thirsty. Let me go to the corner store and grab me a knee high. I do, I do, I do. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the good burger. Home of the good burger. Can I take your order? All right, y'all. It's been fun. Our top super chatters of the eating Carson and Jackson. Thank you guys so much. And uh, I think we got a Venmo from William. Thank you so much. Goes a long way. It is. Wait, hold on. Did we get another one here? It is. Power. Hour. LSU. Boom. Oh, Michael B, don't hate on Good Burger, baby. And uh, tonight we are doing a oh, stir fry. Night three. Let's go. 